This is Todd Lights, public address announcer for your Los Angeles Dodgers. And now, it's time for the Bleed Lows Podcast with your hosts Alonso and Juan. And Alicia Del Valle. With the baby face gimmick in the sky, Roger. And good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are, uh, Dodger fans. <clears throat> it is live in the Carnasada with your boys, Alonso and Juan. The baby face gimmick in the sky. Dang, that was hard. <clears throat> and the princess... Alicia Del Valle, thank you for joining us. Uh, as always, presented by our good friends at Bet Online. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all of your betting and sports needs. Uh, find all of the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's NBA Championship Finals, the uh, Stanley Cup Conference Finals, obviously Major League Baseball, and the latest fight news, and uh, and even next season's NFL futures. So it's super easy to join. Head on over to their website if you're uh, watching us, betonline.ag. Uh, you see there on the banner, use your mobile device, sign up today, receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE, which is B-L-E-A-V, the network that we are on, and you will get that bonus and get into the action. Bet online where the game starts. Huge thanks to them for presenting the damn thing. Uh, Juan, the sky is no longer falling. At least I think it's not falling. Uh, it was never falling for me, but uh, but they were able to get a, a split with the Mets and sweep the White Sox, and uh, and they they beat the uh, the Fighting Chicago White Sox uh, today, and uh, they begin a series with uh, your San Francisco Giants tomorrow. How are you feeling? Uh, you know what? I, I'm feeling very good. Uh, the part of the reason why I'm feeling really really good is. If you're a loyal listener to this show, you'll know that Tony LaRusse is in my fight club. Yes. And it makes me very happy to say that Tony LaRusse did not have a very good game today. <laughs> now, today's game between the White Sox of Chicago and the Dodgers of Los Angeles, I think, was a very ugly game. Yes. I am not a fan of this type of high scoring games. I, I prefer to watch a two to one game, a three to two game. This reminded me of my beer league softball games, right? And stuff like that. But Alonzo. Yeah. Cease had about 100, close to, well, I, I don't know if he had, I know he had about 100 pitches in the fifth inning. I don't know how much he had going into that fifth inning. But it looked like he was struggling. Yeah. And for LaRusso to stick with him for as long as he did, thank you very much. Uh, you did us a favor. But walking Trey Turner when the account was one and two. Okay, now there's wonderful videos of this uh, on Twitter. And to me, it's it's the moment that I think we need to start off talking about was Max Muncie is back. Welcome, Max Muncie. This is his first game back from his minor league stint. And the I don't know. Did you guys see the video where he mouths? Uh, I, Babyface, do you have the exact quote of uh, of what Max Muncy said as he crossed the plate? Something like, that's what you get, mother effers, or something like that? <laughs> let, let, let's see if we but uh, Alicia, uh, I'll look up the quote while you give us your reaction of, of Max Muncy being back. And okay. by the way, his pitch count was 110. Uh, once they pulled him out, right? Do we yes. know what it was going into that fifth inning? I would say it was at least a hundred because I mean he pitched four, and, yeah, four innings. So yeah, probably a hundred. Wow. Go ahead, Alicia. Sorry. I no no no. I I absolutely love this. Is the perfect comeback for Mount Max Muncy, is it not? I mean, 
Hollywood writes scripts like this, right? You're you're gonna walk Trey Turner with a one and two count, bring up Muncie, thinking somehow they're gonna own Muncie. Muncie is back, he's ready. I I it just it's the perfect, the perfect revenge for walking Trey. And I'm so happy for Max Muncie. Welcome back. Funky Muncie. I love it. Bravo. <laughs> okay, so I found the quote. The quote, and you see this. You see Max Muncie mouth it towards the White Sox dugout. The quote was, you effing walk him with two strikes? F you, bitch. That <laughs> I, was... I was close, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Very, very. In the neighborhood. In the neighborhood. I so mean, that... it's, a little Go ahead, tougher than, it's a little tougher than uh, go jump in the ocean and find it or whatever that yeah. was. <laughs> But I love that fire. That's what we, I love Max Muncie. Again, there's no better way to respond to that. This disrespectful walk of Trey Turner to Max Muncie. I mean, can, what else is better than a home run, four run home run? I don't know. <laughs> All right. So I, I know I just have, I was just very happy for him today. He, you know, he's been struggling, especially after that Philadelphia game. For him, I mean, he seemed like he took that really, really hard. So for him to have the moment that he had five RBIs today, for him to have that moment, I, I, it just made me very happy. So that's why I wanted I wanted to start off with the positive before we do our weekend review. And so <laughs> I, I need that that Mets series got off to a really good start, taking those first two games, and then of course the story changed. But I, I want to ask you guys this because it seems like there's a villain that. Social media needs to identify with the Dodgers every time they lose. Uh, I saw the uh, David Price was the villain. David Price was just, you know, clubbing baby seals, I think, according to, to, to Dodger fans. So, again, this, this overreaction to, you know, anything goes bad. I mean, the poor guy pitches what, maybe – two two times at most in the week and he's not the same pitcher so i i how realistic is it to channel all our anger towards david price and blame him mind you when he came into that game i think it was the monday game against the white Sox, the dodgers hadn't scored any runs so how is it david price's fault that they lost that game if the dodgers didn't score any runs they got shut out that game i mean Who's your guys' villain of the week? Because I, there seems to be a lot of candidates. Uh, I don't think it should be David Price. Um, I, as a matter of fact, I don't think I necessarily have a villain of the week because I'm trying to stay positive. <laughs> and I know that might be corny, but a part of it is, is to your point, David Price has made, I don't even know how many appearances up to like, is it, it's only a handful. I don't know the exact number and I don't want to disrespect him. But for him to be the scapegoat, nah, like that's, that's garbage. Um, I mean, if anything, the MVP of the week, I think, is uh, uh, Roger's nemesis, the man who cannot decide if he wants to be a cat or a man, Tony oh, Gonsi. He, he's decided. He's uh, decided. You have no say in the matter, <laughs> sir. <laughs> Again, we, we have to give Roger credit for being a heel, but trying to do that babyface gimmick, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. we need Roger to you know crack the whip on these players. And he was very, very critical of the Catman. And look what happened to the Catman. I, I mean, at this point, I, you know, he keeps it. I mean, we're in June, guys. The All Star, the All Star game's right around the corner. 
how do you guys how do you keep him off the all-star team i i don't know dude i mean he's he's got a 1.58 era and you know where he is in the uh, earn run average ranking two so who's ahead of him is it uh, wheeler no martin Perez. oh texas uh so for and i mean you know you got the sandy alcantara's of the world yeah uh, Joe Musgrove also on that list, but I mean, how, I agree with you. How do you if he keeps this up? How does my man not start the All Star game? Um, I I mean, I'll say this: I knew Tony Gonsolin could be good. No knock on Tony. I didn't think he could be this good, especially with the staff that the Dodgers have. That's I mean, you know, Walker Buehler is the guy, right? That's that's the, the 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 perennial torch passer, if you will, from Kershaw to him, and he's outshining Urias. He's outshining. Uh, Walker is outshining Kershaw. Granted, Kershaw has been injured, but still, in in a in a place of stars, my man, the diamond in the rough, Tony Gonsolin, who who hasn't had the greatest of reps, is coming in and telling everyone, "Hey, uh, I can't, I don't know if I can say what DX used to say, but he's telling them to do that and to their faces as a heel." What about you, Alicia? What do they say? I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean. First of all, I want to commend you, Alonso, on uh, this positivity vibe you're on. Uh, right. Because where I was watching, where I was watching that game that Juan brought up, there was a villain around me, and it wasn't Price. It was Dave Roberts. It's always Dave Roberts because any pitching changes that don't work out, they want to stone Dave Roberts. I mean, there was a man next to me, a stranger who was yelling out, "It's time for Roberts to go." I mean, they're so mean to Dave. Roberts. And I'm just sitting there like Kermit the Frog, like just <laughs> watching it, like, drinking her know? Lipton tea. Okay. Yeah, just sipping my tea, like just enjoying the show while the game is on. I mean, that was that was if we had to pick a villain of the week, and it's not mine. I don't have a villain of the week as well. I, I don't want villains. I want to support my team. Usually, the villains are the umpires or a, a trash talking. Uh, you know, ex Houston Astro that managed to leave Houston. I, I don't, I don't have a villain, but I definitely would also the Catman is, I just love it. I love it. And it's the Catman has even brought my daughter who's so busy doing her thing, but she will watch when Gonsolin is pitching because she's like in, she's bought in. So I, I just want to pass along any all love and good vibes to the Catman and baby face. Don't you say nothing bad about <laughs> not <laughs> not well, and, and also, and, and, and truthfully, the co MVP. I mean, obviously, the, the go to could be Mookie Betts, but it's Trey Turner, and they need to extend Trey Turner immediately and do whatever they can to keep that dude because holy hell, he's playing out of his damn mind. My man's got. I, I, I still think it's weird. Do you think that Trey Turner just doesn't want to negotiate during the season? I know the Dodgers usually are pretty tight-lipped about these kind of things, but I just feel like the stronger the, this guy has of, of a season, the price just keeps going up. And and I, I mean, I, what is the minor league situation? Is there a shortstop? I heard a crazy theory about maybe Gavin Lux being a shortstop, and I I, I, I don't like that. But here's the thing. Will Trey Turner get three hundred million? 100%. If he gets three hundred million, you have Mookie with three hundred million. You're going to have Trey Turner with three hundred million. I, I, I mean that that price tag is going to go up. And personally, I, I like the Dodgers model that they have right now. That mixture of young guys that aren't making that much money that are good, 
and then paying certain guys top dollar. Well, let me ask you this. Trey Turner's 28. He's going to be 29 at the end of this month. You get a 29-year-old Trey Turner locked up through his prime, and if you could turn that like Mookie Betts into a championship or two, why wouldn't you want to mortgage that? I would, because yeah. you're also, in my opinion, going to get the best shortstop in baseball. I Listen, I don't think there's anyone right now that's playing at, at that position that's better than Trey Turner. That's not even that's not even trying to hype up Trey. Trey Turner is the best shortstop in baseball. Baby face, were you going to say something or were you going to come in? I, I mean, that that being said, I, I want to switch gears real quick because the all-star uh, voting just started. I have a quick question for you guys. Are you guys the people who fill out these ballots honestly? Or are you those homers, or to st- steal a phrase from the princess, are you guys pro-ho and just vote for every Dodger at every position? I do it truthfully, but that's that's because I like baseball. What about you guys? Uh, I would never vote for anyone else for any position. So you do vote Dodgers all down the ballot? Not going to lie, yeah. Because our team is stacked. It's not yeah. that out of the realm that a Dodger – could be that all-star it's it's not something i'm not writing in names like it is he's there they're dodgers i'm gonna vote for them there's just no way i've never voted for anyone else that's not a dodger what about you baby face (laughs) i go by best player which is always the dodgers (laughs) of course it is I, you know what? Back in the day, I did, people that probably won't know this because these are the same people that probably don't know what payphones are. But back in the day when you used to go to the stadium and they would have the paper ballots, yeah, I would fill one ballot out honestly with the best players of the league that I think that deserve to be in, in the All-Star game. And then I would submit another one that was just all Dodger players. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, but, it's not like it's not like they're going to come back and find you and be like, uh, "Mr. Ramirez, sir, why did you do this?" Uh, because at the end of the day, I think that's fair to do that. Plus, now, I mean, you you can vote however many times on your phone, right? So, yeah. so it's not like I mean, I think they capped it off. It's it's five votes this year. Dang! So that means per your day. entire ballot is just done <laughs> per day. Per day, you can do it. Oh, per day. day. Okay. Well, no, but let me tell you, Alonzo, there was a time when I, you know, I was in my teenage years where I I had voted for Jose Offerman and there was a hanging Chad on my ballot and it wreaked havoc uh, because I think Offerman missed making the All-Star game by one vote. So it was your fault. It's yeah, it's your it was, fault. That it's because I did not fill out the ballot. Uh, I, I'd like to say I was the reason why they decided to go electronically after that point. Well, I mean, I get, you know, if sometimes you got to hang the accolades where you can, and that's fair that you're trying to do that. I can appreciate that. Also, if you're tuning in, if you're watching us, if uh, you're you're on the Twitters and you're you can't join in, but uh, you you are listening, you know, clandestinely on your headphones, chime in. Go to the to, go to the comments. Tell us how you vote, because I'm kind of curious to see how you vote. If you vote like Roger, if you vote like Alicia, or if you do the thing that Juan does and tries to take credit for. Jose Offerman not getting in and changing the system. So, so wait. Let, let, realistically, though, how up until this point, how many Dodgers do you think not not will? I'm asking right. deserve to be um, in the all in the All Star game. Mookie Betts, yes. Tony Gonsolin, yes. Trey Turner, hey, yes. yes, Will Smith. I think deserves to be in the All Star game. Uh, that's where it gets a little shaky. Borderline. Yeah. Borderline. Borderline. Um, 
And you I know think- why? And the reason why it's borderline is just because he's been slumping. Yep. Yep. Now, and I, but I, up until up until Will Smith, I agree with everything that you just said of yeah, those and, guys. But I think Will is borderline. But but for for me at least, as a, as a baseball guy, uh, he's he's in the upper echelon as far as all the uh, catchers go. Um, and I think, man, it's it's kind of hard. Freddie Freeman could be an all star. But I don't know if he is an all star, if that makes sense, because the the argument there, there's so many good first basemen, man. It, it's that's that's a tough one. Um, I so what's that five, six, five borderline? I mean, that's not even getting in. Well, no, you said Gonsolin. So pitching wise, that's the only pitcher that's going to get in. And Tyler Anderson, I think, should be an all star. Should be, should but be. he probably won't. No, right? like, no, I don't think he will. Should be for sure, but uh, I don't think he won't. So what about Kershaw? If he comes back, gets what, three, four starts, pitches as good as he did, will he be there? Well, and again, it, you know, it's the legacy thing, right? <laughs> That's the toughie. Like Garrett Jeter was an all star a bunch of a bunch of years, right? Should he have been an all star all those years? You can make an argument, probably not. But that's kind of where Kershaw falls in. No disrespect to Clayton, uh, because he's been injured. He's just finished that rehab start. He's obviously coming back this weekend, so which we'll talk about more. But uh, yeah, man, I, I I feel like it's those five guys because because it's been all things considered, it's been a rocky season so far. But we are where we are, and here we are. So I think it five. I think is is the number. Maybe, maybe. What what about the rest of you? What do you guys think, Alicia? Um, I like your choices. Um, I might have a problem with you mentioning Lux uh, before <laughs> Freddie Freeman, but hey, you know. Um, I didn't say Lux. I thought you did. Didn't I said Will Smith. Oh, you did say Will Smith. I'm sorry. See, I put <laughs> I put Will Smith and Lux as like like Luxy. Like he had a great game today, right? So like, um, I put them together as definite, like like lower maybe. Mm-hmm. But Freeman on his name recognition alone, plus he's had a pretty consistent season with the Dodgers, is more likely to become an all-star or get though. That's what I meant. And no disrespect to any of the players. Uh, you know I'm still gonna vote for um, and uh, stop you by the cut. Hey, wait, wait, wait. Is what? there someone in are there Sorry, te- technical technical <laughs> What is happening? Well, what, uh, Somebody what, attacked what, the computer. What, what's happening? <laughs> Go ahead, Alicia. Technical no. problems when you do a live show. I, Trey is at the top of my list, and I'm not saying he's the best Dodger out of the five you mentioned, but have I not been uh, whining about the lack of respect, the lack of excitement that Trey Turner has been getting all season? He should be a mega superstar. 100%. Um, and it's probably because we have so many superstars. It's like by default, you know, but... I'm like, Trey Turner, Trey Turner, Trey time, Trey day, all of that. Like, I'm a sucker for all things. I love the memes. I love, I'm just so happy he's a Dodger. And I hope the Dodgers do find a, um, find it in their big, uh, deep pockets, a way to to keep him. Because like you said, Alonso, like, there, I don't think there's anyone better in that position. And he is so well-rounded. Right. It's not just because of his uh, on field presence. It's not just because of his batting. It's not just because of his prowess as a, a base stiller. Like he is the 
package. He's a, an awesome baseball player. So that's my two cents. Well, it's <laughs> funny. You guys have mentioned all these people. This is what I didn't hear. I didn't hear Walker Bueller and I didn't hear Julio Urias. So we've been positive enough. Okay. We're 20 <laughs> minutes into the show. Now we can actually talk about the warts. How many of you are concerned about Bueller? I'm not concerned about Urias. I think Urias has just been a victim of not getting enough run support. There has been some starts where it's been uh, the home run ball has victimized him. But Bueller, like that game against the Mets on Saturday, when he went after the umpire and basically told the umpire, you need to start calling strikes. That to me was a guy who was extremely frustrated and it, it's starting to show. Now, I know that he did a bullpen. According to Rick Monday, he did a bullpen session right after Kershaw. And they were just working on Bueller's mechanics in that bull, bullpen session. So, Alonzo, is that what it is with Bueller? Is it just a mechanical issue with him? I think it's just, I mean, baseball, it's that old adage, right, of it's 90% uh, psychological 10% physical, however you want to say it, right? Uh, I, I think I think a lot of it is is when you get in a funk, you start to question everything, and then you don't start to trust your stuff and all that jazz. And I think that's where Walker is right now. He's obviously a notorious slow starter. So having the season start when it did, it messed all that up probably. And as you know, baseball players are typically creatures of routine, screwed all that up, right? Then you get into the season right, you know, as quickly as he did. And that's, I think, a part of where it's at. It's just kind of that perfect storm, for lack of a better term. You know, I don't think it's that like, oh, the sky's falling. Walker Beeler isn't Walker Beeler anymore. I don't think it's that at all. I think it's more he's he's just they're working on those mechanics so he doesn't tip pitches probably. And more than anything, they're trying to get him to trust this stuff again. And because, I mean, when Walker Beeler's on, let's be 100% honest, Walker Beeler is is elite. There's There's not a lot of other guys – that have kind of the repertoire that he does and is as consistent as he is. So, so I think that's where we're at with him. I, I think he will find a way to get out. Of, I mean, if we've learned anything about this Dodgers pitching coaching staff, let's be real. Mark Pryor is a pitching whisperer. I mean, look what he did with Tyler Anderson. Look what they did with Andrew Heaney. They, they've been able to kind of revamp guys. So once you start trusting that process for lack of a better term, shout out to the homie Joel Embiid, then you, you kind of get back in that rhythm. So I think I think that's what it's ultimately going to come back down to is that it, is it uncharacteristic? Sure. But I think it's just that perfect storm of he's a notorious slow starter, season starter when it did, and here we are. I, I'm not worried. Who do ODS is, 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 I don't say concerning, but it, it's, it's intriguing just because we know how good Julio can be and he knows how good he can be. And I, I, I think it's just another funk situation. I don't necessarily think it's even as – I don't want even want to say as bad as Walker's, you know, where, where he probably isn't trusting his stuff. But but Julio the, – the Julio one is, is intriguing because he he's, he was killing it, and then it just the, – this decline kind of came out of nowhere. And and I don't know if it is mechanical or not. I, I mean, I watched some some video of him the other day. It's kind of hard to say. But, uh, but I again, I trust Mark Pryor. Mark Pryor is a pitching whisperer. And and everyone should protect Mark Pryor at all costs so he doesn't go anywhere for a long time because, holy crap, that dude has been able to just get the best out of his guys. Do you think there's a possibility that Bueller may be tired? The the short going on short start, short uh, short rest in the playoffs last year, do you think that might have carried over to this year? 
I don't think it carried over, but I think he's tired from playing 30. You know, they traveled, played 30, what was it, 31 games in 30 days, whatever that. Yeah. yeah. A weird schedule, too, where they played some really early games. They played some later games, going East Coast, West Coast, the whole bit. Um, I, I think he's. I think it's more the team is tired from that, and that's kind of why we saw that offensive slump. Because once this offense is clicking, it's going. Same thing with pitching. Once the pitching is going, they're going. So I'm. I, I think it's more tired from that. Having this off day that they just had, I think, was huge. You know, you're able to go get dinner, disconnect, not think about baseball for a second, not worry about having to be at the field that day, whatever the day is. Um, you, you just kind of disconnect, just like the rest of us, right? You work a bunch. You need that reset. And I think that's kind of what we saw with, with going into this White Sox series. They were able to get that reset and, and kind of get their heads right, spend time with the family. If you notice, they traveled with their families in this case too for this road trip. So I think that's huge because they'd been away for so long, you know, the, the long road trip, the, the amount of games, all that stuff. So I think all that kind of plays a factor into that perfect storm thing I said where I think they're now, okay, cool, we – we can do this. We just kind of had to get through the slump. I think that's just where it's at. You know, I I think you're absolutely right. And to the set, that bullpen, I think the bullpen looks tired. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That uh, that was very obvious to me. And let's be honest, the injuries too. You know, the injuries, you know, when you lose a guy like Clayton Kershaw, he's your horse. He's your guy. You know, the, the bullpen has to come in and be overworked too because these shorter outings by some of these guys. And obviously it's team first, next guy up, all that mm-hmm. stuff. But at the end of the day, you can only do it for so long. It's only sustainable for so long. So I think that's a, a huge thing that we're overlooking where instead of blaming Dave Roberts, hey, let's be real. These guys are tired. They're also human. I mean, you can – how many marathons could you run in a month one? Uh, I usually average about five. So could you do ten in a month if you really wanted to? I don't want to show off like that. I mean, come on. <laughs> okay. See, so they're in the same boat. So, I mean, it's 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 one of those where you, can, you, you kind of hit that wall, right? But, I mean, the thing that about Walker – that uh that at least for me is that that's still not terrible but it's also not great he's got 17 17 walks 17 walks in the grand scheme of things where we're at now isn't too bad because there's guys that got 29 22 walks right especially guys that are good the the only thing that's really concerning is the era the era is 3.84 and and is but his record overall isn't terrible and in 60 innings pitched, all things considered, that could be a lot worse considering where it's at now. So I think when you look at those tangibles, the positives is what you have to take away. And if if that's what you're worried about, cool. But my man still has 52 strikeouts. So that all... Speaking of strikeouts, we uh, we have someone stopping by the Canasada. Uh-oh, it's the gate. It's time to open the gate. It's time to open the that, gate. That, let, me see, let me see what that is. Today, Joseph Kelly Jr., a.k.a. Mariachi Joe, a.k.a. Joe Kelly, the legend. Uh, thanks for stopping by, man. First and foremost, you're not, you're having an IL stint. Uh, you, you've had some bullpens, apparently. Uh, how are you feeling? Uh, thanks for the uh, intro, by the way. A lot of AKAs. <laughs> AKA, AKA, AKA. Uh, no, I, I, damn, you see this right here, guys? What is <laughs> Part of my hat. Uh <laughs> Yeah, so I'm on the IL. Uh, it was last home, last home stand before this one. Um, on my last pitch, I tweaked my hamstring, pulled my hamstring a little bit. So uh, very unfortunate. The first thing that went to my head was, "Damn, I don't get a face for boys." Like I was like, "It's literally coming up, June. My birthday's today. Everything was gonna be today." I was like, "Oh, I can't wait to face the boys," and then I blew out. Um, 
but before that, everything was going good. Uh, threw my first bullpen today. Um, it went went healthy, went smooth, so uh, shouldn't be too far uh, out from this date today. So, uh, but yeah, everything's going great, man. Well, uh, and we, we got you a small birthday gift. Uh, it's it? nothing that we can send you or gift to you. We can only show it to you. It's a lot of love because obviously we miss you in LA. All right. But Good we got you Oh, let's go. Yay. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Joe. Thank you, guys. Thank you. And you know what's funny is a bunch hey, of us have birthdays see, in June. Uh, Las Mañanitas or what? Oh, that's so funny. Alicia totally said that. I said, said that. I said, we have to sing Joe Las Mañanitas. Go ahead, Joe. Finish it off. Finish Why it finish off. Finish it off. Song, bro. We, uh, well, I mean, we, we were debating and getting a whole mariachi bit and then just right. getting them to play Las Mañanitas for you. That but our budget of $0 kind of prevented us from doing that. So that's yeah. why we got the banner. That's all right. It's all about the idea, man. I love it. Yeah. Uh, happy Good birthday. Life. Thank you. Uh, ironically, my birthday is tomorrow. So uh, so happy Ooh. birthday to me tomorrow. Hey, I don't get a banner. Happy birthday to you tomorrow. You know what? Are you a gamer? Uh, yeah. Mario Strikers comes out tomorrow. Oh, oh okay. Okay. It hasn't okay. debuted in like 15 years since the Nintendo Switch. So I'm going to oh. attribute that to my birthday. Yeah. Oh. So, uh, so I've I've always wanted to ask you this because you've, and I don't even mean this in a disrespectful way. It just really just shows you know it's a tribute to you and your longevity. You've been around the show for a while, yeah. and you've played in some rivalries. You've played with Boston. You've played with St. Louis, the Dodgers, obviously. Now you're with the, with the White Sox, who have a rivalry with the Cubs. Out of all those rivalries that you've kind of been around and those storied rivalries, even at that, um, you know, out, out of all of them, is there any, obviously you have your moments um, that, that we can talk about, but uh, it, how does it kind of just feel to just be a part of all that stuff and also lore? I mean, you're, you're Mariachi Joe in Los Angeles, but also you're just regarded as a legend in Boston too, just for being, for being that guy. Uh, I love it for me as a player, especially, um, I'm 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 a high energy adrenaline guy. I kind of need, you know. I love the playoffs because it, it it people don't say it's different, but to me it's different. Obviously, uh, it gets me going different, um, you know. So, you know, always been a skater, always rode dirt bikes. Uh, I just need that adrenaline rush, and I feel like rivalries enhance that. Playoffs enhance that. Big game, close games enhance that. Um, so anything for that. Uh, I'm an addict for it, I guess. So anything anything that has to do with a rivalry, you know, obviously Red Sox Yankees. Um, like you said, you know, us and the Cubs, you know, the Giants, Dodgers, man, those are epic. And uh, it means different to the players, too. Like the players feel it because the fans, the fan, we're ultimately fans playing a game that we love still, you know, when we're not in the game. Um, so, you know, players will, will, will just lie straight to the T saying it doesn't mean more, but it does mean more, um, especially because we know our fan bases want it. You know, those losses hurt and those wins are big. It counts as two. Um, so there's there's nothing like a good rivalry in sports, and you know I've been very fortunate, very lucky to be you know part of you know the best ones in baseball. Um, you know I think that when all I'd say all 26 guys you know strap on the uniform for for the, the Dodger uh, Giants one. I mean fist fights everywhere. You know the, the guys on each side don't like each other. Um, you know the Yankee Red Sox one is epic. I love that one. Um, Obviously, uh, we had a, a little scuffle in, in one of those. Um, so that just a little one, enhances, just a little one. Enhances, I mean, the rivalry was already there. I mean, it's been going yeah. on forever. Um, you know, here, here in the South Side, uh, when, when the Cubs come, Cubs come here, you 
we get more fans, obviously, uh, pack the house, sell out. Uh, it, it definitely means more. And um, even though they're not playoff games, those count as playoff wins to, to the fan base. And, and, and that's what, uh, you know, I enjoy that. And, and most guys do. Before I throw it to, uh, to my co-host, Juan, uh, there was one rivalry that ended up coming up for different reasons. I'm, I'm just curious from a fan's perspective, the Dodgers-Houston rivalry, which obviously you're embedded in now for the rest of the time, is that different than kind of these other storied rivalries in your opinion, or, or does it kind of fall in the same category, if you will? Um, I think I want to say the intensity is the same for the player, but I think it's different um, for a fan. They, they don't have as much uh, – they don't have the decades and decades and decades of baseball under the belt to to consider it, you know, up there with, with, with the greats. Um, you know, if we're counting on just past years uh, and we're going year to year, I think the Houston Dodger one is probably – I don't think the fans are mad. I, I think it's bigger than the Giants Dodgers at that moment in time, you know, when, when you play them, cause you don't play them all the time. Right. Um, and then the history goes back to, you know, everyone knows what happened. So um, as a, as, as me as non baseball player, as a, as an analyst, I would say it's not even close. Um, but me as a, as a recent fan base and me as a recent player, uh, the intensity is the same. Yeah. Hey Joe. So you grew up as a Dodger fan how does it feel to be now a legitimate Dodger legend? Because you have not only Mariachi Joe, you have the Joe Kelly Fight Club with what happened with Correa. I mean, every time you come to L.A., you you drink for free, right? I mean, plus, I left out the mural. You have a mural. I mean, you have a facial gesture now that people are so, – do the Joe Kelly. How, how does that make you feel? Uh, I haven't – I mean – it took me time to, to, to try to like put it in perspective. Uh, I think, uh, I think it's awesome. Um, you know, I was going on a rehab assignment or it wasn't even a rehab assignment. I was traveling, uh, through the airport with Cease. We were going to meet the team in Tampa. Uh, and, uh, I was walking through the airport and Cease is one of the best pitchers in the league. You know, he's got a mustache, easy to recognize. Um, and a random guy rolling through the airport was like, Hey, can I get a photo? And I was like, sure. He goes, man, I'm a diehard Dodger fan. This is in Chicago. <laughs> I mean, so they're everywhere. So I think uh, ultimately we won a World Series, and, and that was the number one goal. And, and um, I think just to be, you know, part of that, it's going to be amazing. Um, you know, they always celebrate those teams 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years until we all die. Uh, they all uh, celebrate those, those those championship teams, you know, decades after decades. And, and it's memories you make with the guys on, on the team. And, you know, I had a chance to talk to a lot of guys, you know, yesterday, today. Um, outside the clubhouse, go see how they're doing. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're playing against each other right now. Um, but before and after the games, you know, it's, there's, man, they're brothers. So it, it's something, uh, you know, if I was healthy, I'd want to beat the hell out of them, you know, on the field. And then after the game, hey, let's go grab some dinner. Um, but to be a part of something special like a World Series and then obviously, you know, the mural, the mural was crazy. Um, you know, I always get get every, every single uh, – few 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 months i get someone to say hey can i get the can i get the uh the pout face uh so it, it, it's pretty special you know just to be a part of anything like that um you know something that i don't take for granted that's for sure um you know my son knox loves it he'll give it to him all the time uh, <laughs> but no I, I i like you said to, to circle it around i think it's it's amazing and it's something that you know for the rest of my life um you know i'll be able to be a part of 
Did you always have the reputation of being a tough guy? Because the thing I tell these guys all the time, it's like, look, you guys remember when, before Joe Kelly came to the Dodgers, we all hated him for what he did to Hanley. But now, because of the fact that he stood up to Correa, he it changes everything. Now, all of a sudden, it's like, hey, Joe Kelly's one of us. Joe Kelly's our guy. And I think every Dodger fan reacted because I think they wanted it from every Dodger fan to go after the Astros the way you did. Have you always been associated as a tough guy that brings it? It's I'm not even going to call it a tough guy. I, no. I, I'm a, I don't give a shit guy. Uh, so <laughs> it's one of those things I've been in trouble my whole life with, um, you know, from a, a young player, you know, veterans didn't like it, uh, but it's me. And I'm going to, I'm going to play, you know, how I was, you know, raised and, and, and how I treat life. Um, just because we're playing a game, I'm not going to change my attitude. Uh, it's, it's a game and, and it's something that, you know, I passionately love, um, you know, the kind of teach in, in major league baseball to, you know, Let's just say if you get hurt, let's give the bland answer. Let's give them a you know a random time frame. Let's not tell them what really happened. Um, for me, I, I pulled my hamstring and I said right after you know my first interview, yeah, I got a grade two. And it's going to be weeks, uh, so you know it is what it is. Um, and I think being transparent, you know, with anything in life, I wish our, it would be our politicians who would be the same way. I wish it would be our, our leaders, uh, our teachers, anybody who has a, a voice. I think being transparent is is what people want, and that's what they can connect with. And I think, you know, throughout my career, I've just been transparent. It's not like I'm trying to do anything different. Um, you know, I'm just, like you said, it's kind of a play on words, but an average Joe, so to speak. And, and, and I play a game for a living. So, uh, it's not something I ever set out to do. It's just something that, you know, is instilled in my brain and in, in the way I behave. So, um, I'm not trying to be a tough guy. It's just, I don't give a shit guy. So. All right. Awesome. Before I throw it over to Alicia, who was your favorite Dodger growing up as a Dodger fan? Who did you, but it's like that's that's what made me a Dodger fan. It's gonna be weird, but I loved Hidanoma. All right. Please. <laughs> I like that. I wasn't even a pitcher, I was a shortstop. <laughs> it was the wind up, right, Joe? That's that was, was everything, man. It was everything. Go ahead, Alicia. Hey Joe, uh, once again, happy birthday. Thank, Thank you, you for hanging out with us on your born day. Um, here at Bleed Lost Podcast, we are Dodgers baseball, we are all things LA, and we talk tacos. Yes. So uh, my question is like a two-prong question. One, do you miss Dodger Stadium? And if yes, what do you miss? And secondly, uh, being in Chicago, which has a huge Mexican Latino population, is there good, decent Mexican food in Chi-Town? So the first question is, yes, of course. Um, I think every former player and anyone who's had a chance to put on a Dodger uniform uh, knows how special it is to play in Dodger Stadium. Um, you know, it, it averages the most fans in baseball year in and year out. Um, and not only is it just ha having people show up, it, it, it's passionate. You know, it's, it means it's expensive to go to a dang baseball game, and, and people that go there might only go once a year. Um, and so I don't ever take that for granted, knowing that, you know, these people showed up to watch their favorite baseball players, favorite baseball team um, from when they were a young child to an adult. Um, and that's something that I do realize day in and day out. Um, and the second part, yes, there is a ton. Uh, I've recently had a place. So in, when I was in L.A., um, I would get off. Let's just say where was I coming from? I come from the 210. I get down to uh, the two, maybe. I forgot what through is. So right when I got off at the. Um, you know, the exit where it's below the stadium, it's more going towards north. Uh, 
There's a bunch of street vendors right there, right by the um, the. Not, Is it not, Atwater Village? Is that yeah, like- right, right off the freeway where you know it was right by where. Uh, Is it along the government building? It's called the. Is it Riverside Drive? Yeah, it's it's that street. In there's always those street vendors right there. Yeah, you could get like sixty tacos. Get like sixty tacos. It has a sign. I went there. You know, four times a week. That's where I ate. I didn't eat at the food. Yes. <laughs> that, that or in and out. That or in and out. So I would go there, and that that was a that was my spot. Um, you know, with a bag of Doritos, and you know, it was uh, it was it was multiple times a week. So that was my favorite spot. Um, here in Chicago, uh, last week I found a spot, uh, another taco place. I forget the name. It's it's kind of similar. It's by one of those uh, the government you know, agency buildings for, you know, Latinos. Um, so I found a spot, uh, totally forgot the name. I had to Yelp it. I was like, I don't want Mexican food. I want to like, you know, street, I wanted to go to a, a cart, a street vendor. Um, and I found one, so it was amazing, but yeah, there is a lot of, you know, Mexicanos here. So it's great. Um, it's definitely something I enjoy and Mexican food is, you know, my favorite, obviously next in and out. So <laughs> nice. And I love the little like traffic report you gave. Right off the two, you have yep. both the street vendors and In and Out. So yep. I like the exactly. style. <laughs> yep. I'm a big unhealthy food guy, so it's good. <laughs> I mean, tacos are fresh. Tacos I mean- are healthy. The healthiest food I eat. There you go. They're gluten free. Uh, they are. Yes. They are. And before we I set you loose, like- <laughs> before we set you loose, since I know okay. you got to run, uh, I, I've uh, one thing that we you know we've heard all the monikers right, Joe fucking Kelly. Joe Kelly, Mariachi Joe, all that. Out of all of those monikers, AKAs, all that stuff that you get, which is the one that, that you enjoy the most that, that just sticks with you? I write it on balls sometimes. I like I love Mariachi Joe. Ah. People ask for it all the time, and it's one of my favorite. Uh, it, like It's one of my favorite to inscribe, that's for sure. Hey, Joe, since uh, we're going to let you go on this one, but since you are Mariachi Joe, Max Muncy, we had Max Muncy on the show. We had Edwin Rios on the show. They all told us they love the mariachi at Dodger Stadium. Great. Some of the reporters, <laughs> some of the fans are getting sick of the mariachi. What What do you think of, of the mariachi? Where do you stand on that? I love it. I mean, you know, 95% of the fan base loves the mariachi. And, and it's not just it's not just from me. It, it's always been there. It's always been a part of L.A. Um, it's always been a part of the culture. Um, and I think that it's not up to the reporters. I think it's up to the fans and, you know, mariachis are a party. I mean, that's a celebration. And, and, and anytime you have a mariachi band, it, it, it's, it takes a lot of money to hire those guys. And it's always special. It's a quinceanera. It's a wedding. It's, it's more than just the game of baseball. Um, it means something different. And I think that ultimately, uh, you know, when you, when you see a mariachi band, something big is going on and, and going to Dodger stadium is a big deal. So I love it. All right. Into that. Well, Joe, thanks for stopping by the Canasada. Uh, get feeling better. And uh, hopefully. There it there it is. Is. In honor of right. Thank Happy you. birthday. And, uh, and hopefully we can All catch right. you down the road here soon. And in and out, if you're listening, give this man a, a gift box, please. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks, thanks Joe. Joe. Appreciate you. In and out. If you're listening, you need to uh, you need to send him some in and, uh, some happy birthday double doubles immediately. <laughs> immediately. Uh, thanks to Joe Kelly for stopping by. You know what I liked about Joe Kelly stopping by, aside from the fact that he stopped by, uh, I like that Joe Kelly doesn't give a shit. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, I did not know that it was a new category. The uh, 
I don't give a shit, guys. So let me ask you guys, who would you categorize now on the Dodgers as a I don't give a shit guy? Uh, Maxwell Muncie. <laughs> doesn't give a shit at all. Like he, I mean, he and to to use the, uh, the the famous Michael Jordan meme, and he took that personally today. Yes, he did. Yeah. What about you, Alicia? Uh, same answer. And he's been that I don't give a shit guy. Like, not mad at him. I, I really appreciate that that fire of Max Muncy has. So happy he's back. What a great day for him. Babyface? You're muted. Technical difficulty. Sorry, folks. Uh, I'd go Walker Bueller. Yeah. But, uh, that's a good choice. But one that's coming up, Bobby Miller. That's also a good choice. Also a good choice. We're, we're getting on that Bobby Miller train early, aren't we? Uh, it, seems, <laughs> it seems like there's going to be no room on the Bobby Miller train as soon as he gets here. You know what's funny is last night I watched a vi- the video of when Joe Kelly threw it. Uh, was it Austin Hedges who he threw? I can't remember who he threw it from the Yankees um, in 2018. But anyway, the whole scuffle happens. He kind of alluded to it. The press conference after the game, they're asking him, oh, so like what happened there? Oh, you know, this ball got away, you know, just was trying to go in high and tight. If you look at the game plan, you know, we were just trying to stick high and tight. It's like, bruh, <laughs> you, you, you know what you're in. And again, don't give a shit. Joe Kelly is 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 going in that, man, I miss him as a Dodger so much. Well, you know, another former Dodger that uh, did some damage in this White Sox series was A.J. Pollock. Uh, I know that made Roger really happy uh, to see A.J. Pollock. And how many revenge games did he have in in the series against this baby face? Please do tell. Two, right? Two. Two? I would say two. But look, I mean, here's the thing that's concerning to me is – the, the White Sox were struggling in the month of June offensively. Yes, they were. And they scored nine runs today. And then they scored four runs the other day. Um, that and the fact that they split with the Metropolitans. And mind you, the Dodgers didn't see Scherzer and they didn't see DeGrom. So that kind of stuff. Yes, I think you can point at the fact that the Dodgers are, are tired um, and they're, they're going through it right now. But, I mean, Babyface said this the other day. Gonsolin is our stopper. Where would this team be without Gonsolin? That's a great point. I mean, and without Tyler Anderson. Yeah. Like, those two guys, if, if we don't have those two guys in the rotation, where would they be? You know, this could be a totally flipped on its head, right? But the thing that we've also learned about this Dodgers team is they have their moments where they gel and they start to gel. And they get going. And I think right now is one of those moments where they're going. I mean, they scored 11 today. Granted, you were absolutely triggered about the score of the game. But nonetheless, <laughs> they scored 11 runs. 11 runs in a Major League Baseball game against a good Chicago White Sox team on paper. I mean, I'll take that all day because, I mean, they still got the dub. Yeah, but we've seen this before this year. They scored 11 runs today. What does that mean? What's going to happen on Friday in, in San Francisco, babyface? They're going to score one. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll be lucky if they score one. You know? Well, if you guys, if you guys are listeners of the show, you know that Juan and Roger are convinced if they go out and drop eleven runs today, tomorrow they're going to absolutely have zero runs. Yeah, no, that's an absolute, you know, rule, uh, unwritten rule of baseball. If you score a ridiculous amount of runs, if you score a softball game, you're. It's just, it's the baseball gods are going to be like. Yeah, Yahweh. Yeah, yeah. That's enough. Have you enough. heard the, you even heard the announcers say it? 
Now so you're gonna, so what you're telling me is the both of you are going to hate watch tomorrow? Oh, of course. I, I do that all the time. What is my saying today to you? I hope the Dodgers win, but I expect them to lose. Yeah. You know, I expect to look, this is a process. I'm working through my trauma and it's just, it's just not that quick. Right. I mean, you just have these moments before we start uh, going into our, our picks. I do want to just bring this up. Did you guys see the, the I don't know if it's a lawsuit or what, but our friend Angel Hernandez is up to it again. Yeah, I saw that. So, Alonzo, give the details. Wait, is he suing Major League Baseball now, or what is he doing? Uh, he is. So I know he's accusing them of not having more. Um, he's asking the appeals court, more or less, to reinstate the suit that he had filed uh, about the the basically saying MLB manipulated. Um, the way that minorities could be crew chiefs. Okay. okay. So here's my problem with Angel Hernandez. My man should not be an, M- an MLB umpire. That, that's just, that's, that's that. Um, I, I don't understand why, you know, it's that whole adage of double jeopardy, right? If you've seen the movie double jeopardy, you understand that you can't do this, but he's doing it again. And I think it's because he's getting roasted on the internet. That's my theory. That's my personal theory. He doesn't like the heat that he gets on the internet. So for those of you who don't know, here's what it is. He has claimed that Major League Baseball has a history of discriminating against minority umpires, Mm -hmm. pointing out that as of the filing of his lawsuit, there had only been one minority crew chief in the league's 150 years. It was Richie Garcia though the numbers have grown in the years since. Here's my problem that I had. Don't make us minorities look bad, Angel. Yeah, yeah. You know, here's the thing. And the problem is, is it's two different issues, right? Both things can be true. The fact that there may be discrimination against minorities in Major League Baseball, that can be true. But what can also be true is that Angel Hernandez is not a very good umpire. I see it all the time on the Twitter you see the ball is basically on the other side of the batter's box, and he's already punching people out. I, I just, to me, this endless saga, I just want to sit there and go, bro, why are you still an umpire? Because it sounds like you really don't like being an umpire. Well, and he also is claiming that they're manipulating his year-end evaluations to make his job performance appear worse than it actually is. Bro, you're not a good umpire. Like, <laughs> like, like You don't have to manipulate that. Like, I can go on youtube to watch stuff like you like you're how okay like that's cool i'm just gonna accuse my employer of manipulating what like what what is the one how explain hey, uh, alicia is it okay to boo the umpire yes what Absolutely. about signs can you bring because signs? umpires don't have feelings they're not people so we can boo them right well i mean that comes with their job though is yeah. it's kind of understood and my beef is booing our players at our stadium, right? Fair, but fair. the umpire is neutral. He's not so our wait, umpire. You I, know? I, <laughs> I was at, uh, I'm going to drop a name right now, so I'm going to go pick it up right now. Fair. I was at Danny Trejo's Cantina on Saturday there. watching the Dodger game. There so is. I didn't get a chance to see this, but some of our listeners chimed in. Was Walker Bueller getting booed on Saturday? Can anybody confirm that? Oh, I didn't actually notice that. Hmm. I didn't notice that, and I didn't hear that. Uh, no, same. Was it on the Twitter? 
I didn't see it. They because some people were making the comments because obviously they listen to the Carnesada and they, you know, are on the same boat as Princess Del Valle in the <laughs> sense that you can't be booing our players. You know, you can't be doing that. So no one can confirm whether that's true or not. I could not hear the sound from where I was at. No, I, I watched the game and I, I don't recall. I don't recall that. Babyface, <laughs> through your hate no, I, watching on Saturday, were you able to hear anything? I, I did not hear anything. That's well. The reason he didn't hear anything is because he was the one booing. Booers, and and by the way, you know, I I I want to bring up the Dave Roberts hate. Oh man, I think we should be really sensitive to Dave Roberts because it has not been a very good time uh, for for the managers in Major League Baseball with Joe Girardi and the way they did Joe Madden. Oh man, look (laughs) again. I just I know I have a smile on my face when I'm saying this, but I really do feel bad for the Los Angeles Angels of Orange County of Anaheim in the district of wherever. And the tough time that they're going through right now, they've lost 14 in a row, but they showed up to Joe Madden's house and fired him at his house. And that's cold, man. I mean, that's, that's up there with Lane Kiffin getting fired on the tarmac. Yeah. That's, that's pretty bad. Like that's, and I get, and I, I'll be honest with you. I'm surprised that they fired it. Yeah. Well, but you, you go go ahead, go ahead, Alicia. There's a new general manager, and he fully has already come out and said, "This is my decision." Oh yeah, and he's new, and he's got to make a mark for himself, and he's gonna die on that cross. That right, someone has to be blamed. That's the culture we live in. You can't fix something, and so they're blaming the manager. They're saying he lost. The manager lost the dugout. Yes. Something's going on. The talent is there, and oh, something yeah. happened. So, Alicia, let me ask you this, because <laughs> I agree with your theory that somebody had to get thrown under the bus for that. Yeah. Here's my theory. They have not won a game since that scandal with the stadium. And for those of you who are unaware of what happened with the scandal there, the mayor of the city of Anaheim gave confidential information to the Angels in the negotiation of selling the stadium. So they kiboshed. He is an employee of the city. Yeah. He was negotiating against the city itself. Yeah. Ever And so he stepped down. Ever since he done that, the Angels have not won a game. So this is just a point to you that curses are real. <laughs> Jinxes are real. Like when someone says that, Mitch, Mitch White is the greatest player to wear number 66 on the Dodgers when he's pitching a no-hitter, and then all of a sudden he gives up a hit. That stuff is real. Karma yeah, is. Who would baseball? ever do that? Exactly. I don't know who yeah, would I, ever do something I, like I that. Uh, I believe uh, uh, Babyface Kimmick uh, in this guy who has a track record of – I still want you in a dugout so bad when someone's throwing. All right, I want him sitting next to every okay. player, just going, "Hey, man, you're doing really good." <laughs> hey, man, you're, I think you're going to pitch a no hitter today. Yeah, you're doing great. No, the, and you know what? And also, let's not forget, Mike Trout was the commissioner of the league that Tommy Pham, that's right, and Doc Peterson were playing in when all that drama came in. So it, the sky is falling in Anaheim of, of Orange County of Los Angeles. Like it's 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 happening. Uh, Bill Plaschke, LA Times, was is on record saying that he thinks Artie Moreno is going to have to sell the team, not immediately, but in right. the near future. That 
it's it's uh, not looking bright. It's ugly. So something dramatic like firing, you know, a legendary manager like that. I'm not surprised. I, and again, the, for me, the shock about Joe Madden, Joe Madden's a player's guy. So when they yeah. came out and said that he lost the dugout, I was like, eh, some, some, this isn't passing the smell test. Something isn't right here. No. And I understand the whole GM thing. Like your GM wants to have their guy there. All that I understand all of that. But you also you have Shohei Otani and Mike Trout on a team. It, 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 you need you need to have some sort of cohesion in the way. And the fact that they went to his house to can him is insane. I, I mean, I, I bring it up because, again, I, I I have no joy in talking about the Angels' misery. It really doesn't make me happy at all to say that they've lost 14 games in a row, especially when Angel fan was shooting off to me about this is their year and then they're going to do it. But it's just to, to, to illustrate the difference between that organization and the Dodgers organization. Yeah. As much as the guy who was sitting next to Alicia was complaining about Roberts, do you ever think the Dodgers would do Dave Roberts like that? I don't think so. I would hope not, obviously, but I don't think they would. It's apples and oranges. We have two very different cultures. The Dodgers culture is one that you can tell from the way they still nurture their farm system to the way they bring former Dodgers in. It's a much better culture. It's not perfect. But it's so much better. The Angels, it's it's just never been. And I feel so guilty because I want Artie Moreno to be successful. He's the only Latino uh, owner in MLB. And I see my voice gets excited. Calm down. <laughs> at least, at least your voice. <laughs> well, at least your voice wasn't hiding the facetiousness of Juan Ramirez's voice when he was talking about the misery of the Los Angeles. Again, it brings me no joy to talk about the Angels' misery. And how dare you, sir? Pay attention to what I'm saying and call me out on that. I'm just pointing out your your tone is all I'm pointing out. How dare I you? I'm serious. I'm still learning the facetiousness. Yeah, <laughs> it brings me no joy to talk about the angel's misery, and I will not bring it up in the next five minutes again. Fair. Fair. Looking ahead, the Dodgers are also playing the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, who their new stadium could be in Long Beach. Uh, <laughs> they're, they're playing a two-game set against them, and then they uh, – they also welcome in the uh, the Cleveland Guardians. How, how did we do last week? Uh, I was actually going to bring that up. Uh, Juan, you've been keeping the tally. How did we yeah. do last week? Okay, the winners for last week. Uh, with The Dodgers had a successful road trip. I know we're talking about the misery, but the Dodgers went four and three. So winning last week was Alicia and Babyface. The hopefuls. So up, what's that? The hopefuls. Oh, the hopefuls. Is that what you guys are calling yourself? That's their tag, tag team. Tag team. <laughs> You know, I, I will say this. You are the you abuse this more than anyone. But I think you're starting to rub off on Alicia because Alicia tries to be all positive, but then she starts getting a little uh she gets a little heated. Like she's wearing the hoop earrings and it's just like, Oh I, I'm starting to think Picolandia is showing up all of a sudden. Like I'm waiting for her to take them. Like when you see she was starting to get heated about Artie Moreno, and it's just like See, uh, Alicia preaches that she's hopeful and she wants to be positive. But where does that anger come from? It comes from the dark side that, that is baby face. Don't give in to the hate watching, Alicia. That's that's all I'm saying. No, no, I, I hear you. I, I don't hate watch. I do not. That I can say with confidence. However, do I turn into a fanatic instead of just a fan? Maybe. But I always try to bring it back. You got to rein it in, right? Um, 
we go back to the booing. We go back to, I don't even hate the angels. I, to me, they, they don't bother me. They're just like, Oh, the angels. Like it's not. Like, <laughs> oh, it brings you no joy. Again, it brings no, no one on this show, any joy to discuss to the angels misery. Uh -uh. I feel bad because Otani is such a superstar. It's he's so fun to watch. They've got some serious talent on there and have the angels players come after Dodgers players. That makes it more fun. But I, that's not a team that I hate. I have a list, but the angels aren't on it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Reckless speculation before we end the show. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Otani. On, on, a little bit back on, on last week. Yes, you won. You are the winner. You are the winner. You guys, you guys, you guys, you guys, no, you guys wanted to try and call me out and you wanted me to predict how the series would go. And did I get that right too? Yes, you won. You're so smart. No one knows more baseball than you. There, are you happy? I said it. Why can't you acknowledge though that you jinxed Mitch White before we run? Why can't you acknowledge? I'm giving you love. At least acknowledge that you jinx people. I, I don't think it's okay. coincidences. coincidences. One of these days, the receipts will go out. I know they're doing a very big hearing in Washington today. We're going to do one of those on the Bleed Lows podcast where the receipts will come out on, on your hate watch. This is where the big lie really is. It's right here. <laughs> exactly. Oh right here. That's the big lie right here. No, so but three games. Reckless speculation. Oh, yeah, yeah. If things keep going as bad as they are for the Angels, and again, it brings me no joy to bring this up, does Otani is he gonna go to see is he gonna end up in Seattle? Is he gonna end up in New York? Is there any room for him in Los Angeles? I'm uh I'm going to allow this because we've surpassed the five minute uh mark that you set upon yourself. So I can <laughs> Thank you, sir. That. uh I think honestly at some point if they don't start to win, I think he's gonna request the trade because that's where I think him and Trout are different. Trout is loyal to the org. Otani had they bid on Otani. That's but how they isn't got his it. contract up. Uh, I actually don't I think, know. Think he has one more year. After he has, this. One, he has one more year before he goes to free agency, but he has two more years with the Angels. But he goes and so I and 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 the reason why I bring up Seattle, I bring up New York, is those those cities that have a large Japanese population. Right. Right. Is he going to be more comfortable there? I mean, honestly, to me, I feel like, hey, dude, just go up the freeway. Go up he, the freeway. He, welcome at the Dodgers. I, yeah. I love that idea. The Dodgers have been global. They've done it so well. A friend of the carne asada, Joe Kelly, who did he say his favorite pitcher was growing up? That Dodgers have done that well. And he would be so, so welcome and treated with such respect. He'd be an even bigger star if he were to come to Dodgers. That's my pitch, my elevator pitch. Wasn't it, wasn't <laughs> it when, when he was being um, picking his team? Weren't the Dodgers right in it, but they didn't have the DH, so that kind of pushed yeah. them over. To yeah. So that, that's why I'm saying now. I mean, if it's a year away, two will things 2024, 2024. Yeah. Uh, one of our, our our viewers right now, David Fernandez, is shouting out. Uh, he would like to see Otani come out, but as a pitcher only. I, and that's gonna, and that's the one thing that I know with some teams, it, it's gonna come up like, oh, I only want him as a pitcher, I only want him as a hitter. I think that if, dude, if he can be a dual threat, I don't give a damn. Put him in the lineup, let him do what he's gonna do, and that's that. Um, but again, that's where the philosophy is right. As far as every team is different, Seattle may want to say, hey, you can only pitch. The Yankees may say you can only hit. Who knows? But that's where that's that's gonna be a, a problem for another day. I still think. Mike Trout should also be traded, but what do I know? I just work here. But he doesn't want to be traded. I no. don't get Mike Trout at all. I, 
I, but again, I just, that's the two different schools of thoughts too. Yeah, I mean, he I'm sure he's a very nice man. I just don't know. Does he have it in him? Does he have that gun? Like, does he want to win a ring? Like it, father time catches up to everybody. And so I like what Juan said. Like they're very different, Otani and Trout. I just don't yeah. get it. It doesn't make sense to me. What he's doing. Well, sport, our friend Sports Empire, thanks for coming back, Sports Empire. Uh, he thinks he thinks Urias, we should trade Urias. You know what, Sports Empire? Alonso has been on this uh, on this train earlier than anyone. He thinks Urias is going to walk. So you're you're not that far fetched on, on your theory. That's no, not the I mean, same as being traded, though. No, no, no. But Sports Empire is saying, should we trade him if we know oh, he's going to walk? Yeah, oh, okay. so we can at least get something for him. Just like the Angels should think about trading Otani before Otani walks. Well, and I mean, here's the thing, you know, a hypothetical, you know, to what Alicia was saying about Artie having to sell the team. If Artie has to sell the team, they may have a fire sale. You know, you never know, right? Yeah. And a part of that, I mean, the two most valuable assets on that team right now are Michael Trout and Shohei Otani. So, and, and I mean, out of those two, who's the dude that's going to command the biggest return? Probably Otani, because Otani's younger. He's not as injury prone. You know, he's, he's, he has, he had procedures and stuff 100%. But I mean, you saw he had that procedure last year and he was out there raking. Yeah. So I think as far as the upside goes, I think Trout's upside has dwindled a little bit. But is he still one of the best to play the game right now? 100%. He's right up there with the Mookie Betts of the world. Tim Anderson's of the world, all that stuff. So for me, if I'm the Angels and that's what you want to do, trade Otani, get 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 a get a haul because you're going to trade him and you're going to get a haul. The question is, would the Dodgers, in fact, want to trade a haul or would they want to hold out for the speculative free agency? Who knows? I mean, he's got two years, and and the other crazy thing is, in 24, he'll only be 29, so you're still going to get prime years out of him. Yeah, that's that's good. I, I know we're up against it. So just to update real quick the standings with uh, with Alicia winning and Babyface winning <laughs> last week, we are all tied. We have a four way tie with three points each. So this is a big week. So let's get into our picks. So let's uh, recap Alonso. So we're going to go as far as the three games in San Francisco and then the two against, again, it brings me no joy to discuss the <laughs> angels misery. So they're playing two. So new five on. minute timer has begun. <laughs> so we're only doing five games, five games, right? Five games. Okay. Uh, so I'm going uh, uh, two out of three in San Francisco and uh, they split with the angels. How are they going to? Oh, okay. Cause there's two games. <laughs> yeah. There's two okay. games. Yeah. Split, and then it ends with one. Um, I was going to do two out of three San Francisco as well, especially because it's Kershaw pitching or not. First, they said it was Sunday. Then they said it was Saturday. And then Walker needs an extra day. Like, I don't know what's going on. Um, but now that we've talked about the Angels, I think they should and will come back. I was going to give it both wins to the Dodgers, but I'm going to go one and one as well. Sorry, you just listened to my mind think. Apologies. Next Alonzo and Alicia have three and two. Is, is that what I'm hearing? You are correct. You are correct. Okay. Three and two. All right. We're going to say babyface for last because he knows baseball. So, uh, Mitch White, G O A T. So, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going three two, but I have them losing two out of three in San Francisco. Wow. And, uh, Later. 
Oh, there it is. I have them losing two out of three. My theory is this. If Look, you have Bueller, Urias, and Kershaw are the ones that are supposed to go this weekend. Fair. You don't know what you're going to get from Kershaw. This That's is his first point. start coming back. Julio Urias is not getting any run support. And Bueller right now, that poor guy just seems lost. Yeah. Right? So, and the Giants have a pretty good starting staff. You know, there's, they have a guy named Logan Webb who seems to do Use pretty well against the Dodgers. Wow. <laughs> now, what's really going to hurt me more than losing two out of three to the Giants is that even if they lose one game to the Angels. The Angels mean. have a 14-game losing streak, okay? If they don't win a game, if they gets up to a 17-game losing streak against the Dodgers, I am going to lose my mind if they snap their losing streak to the Dodgers. Let it, me it, ask you this. If they lose if they lose a game to the Angels, would you be more disappointed in them losing that game to the Angels or the sweep against the Pirates? I'm more disappointed losing to the Angels. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Only just because I'm going to hear it from Angel fan. I know okay. I'm going to hear it from Angel well, fan. Well, you do live in Orange County. Let's call a spade a spade. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, you're hate living too. Not only do you hate watch, hate but you living. hate living. Yeah, I'm yeah. hate living over here. Hate watching, hate living. I'm surrounded by communists. <laughs> Roger, what what about you? What's uh, your prediction? So I don't gamble, but I'm going to use the the gamble. Bet online, our sponsor is not going to appreciate that. Uh, well, exactly. That's you know who our sponsor is, online. right? When I do gamble, it's only on bet online. But when I don't gamble, fictitious. That's a great recovery. Great recovery. So I'm gonna push all my chips to the center, right? Is that how you do it? Uh huh. Don't say the... push. Just, just yeah. Keep it going. Keep it okay. going. So I'm gonna go four, one. Oh, I thought oh, you were yeah. gonna go with the five and zero. Oh. Going all in was gonna be five and zero. Oh. Yeah. 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 That's dang it. That was my now... original, but. <laughs> so here's my question to you, Roger. Who is the one lost to? Uh, hurts to say this, but the Giants. Okay. Okay. Uh, well, I mean, those are fair predictions. If you're watching or listening to this, chime in with your predictions as well. If you're listening after the fact, because you'll be listening to this in podcast form, tweet at us. Uh, find, you know, tell us what your predictions are. Will you be hate watching just like Juan Ramirez? Stay tuned. Uh, but we will we will uh, set everyone loose because we're up against it. Uh, huge thanks to Ben Online for presenting this week's episode of the podcast. Our partners at Ben Online are the number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. As Roger just said, he only bets on BetOnline. So go to the website, betonline.ag. Use your mobile device to sign up today. Receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just to use our promo code, which is BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to get that bonus and get into the action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Huge, huge thanks. Wait. Oh, go ahead. We got a comment I got to show. A great oh. comment. Oh, I knew it. I knew it. I know. Oh, oh, hey, David, do me a favor. Don't do this. Don't ever. Don't. Don't hype. All you're doing is feeding in to the. Don't just don't do da- it. It's not healthy. David it's is a loyal healthy. listener, and he has got expert expert opinions. He, so, think- for those of you listening on the podcast, one of our listeners, loyal listener, we appreciate him very much. David Fernandez just said that he's going with Babyface because he's the expert here, and. uh, uh you know, I just I can't I can't back that. I'm sorry, David. I, I I appreciate you supporting the podcast, though. Thank you for being a loyal listener. I appreciate everybody who tuned in today. Thank you guys for hanging out. 
Yes. And then we'll do this again next week. Huge thanks to Joe Kelly for stopping by in and out burger. Send the man birthday double doubles immediately because it is his birthday. So please. And if you haven't go wish him, I don't even know what his socials are, but uh, if he does have them, go wish him a happy birthday. Huge thanks to him from your boys. Alonso y Juan, the baby face gimmick in the sky and princess del Valle. Huge. <laughs> thanks for joining us. Uh, and on that note, go Dodgers. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Please subscribe and leave a review to the Bleed Lows Podcast. The Bleed Lows Podcast is a Dodgers Beat production. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.